Let us get going. Today's daf is daf nun vav, page fifty-six. The We pick up on the bottom of nun hey yom and yesterday we got up to ishtakach bas mai, which is six lines from the bottom of fifty-five b. And our learning today should all be a merit as chus for for uh, Eretz Yisrael, land of Eretz Yisrael, the Yidden of Eretz Yisrael, terrible, terrible. Um, and it should, uh, you know, hopefully our Tyra that we're learning here should be a, a service of protection and as for everybody living in Eretz Yisrael, specifically those who were taken captive in Aliyah for the Neshama, those who were killed in Arafua, for those who need a Rafua, those who need a healing. Here we go. Ishtakach Bashnosamai. We said that if you find an animal that's in its second year, so it's not possible for it to be a carbon asham. What happens if I find an animal that's within its first year? I can tell it's within its first year. What type of carbon do I assume I have found? Again, we're dealing with an animal that was found near Yerushalayim. As we learned yesterday, you assume it attains holiness. If somebody has an opportunity for holiness, why wouldn't they take advantage of it, right? So, if it's a female goat that's within its first year, it should be a carbon chatas. Says the Gemara, lachatas tokedaitach. Why? Why a chatas? Why a sin offering over anything else? Yeah, it could be other offerings. It could be a carbon taida. Yeah, as well as others. Why assume a sin offering? Elam Rabbi Rabbi says kechatas kainso lekipa vimesim ela. Not that we assume it's a sin offering, but we're unsure. What do you do when you're unsure about a sin offering? You bring it into a kipa and you let it stay there until it passes away. You can't make use of it for your personal. Uh, for your personal benefit because of me'ilah and you can't bring it as a specific carbon you don't know what it is you basically wait until it's death Tan Rabbanon the rabbis learn so shall we here we go bottom line of Nanheim you're not allowed to buy an animal with the money of Maiser Sheni okay so if um, if uh, you're outside Rushalayim, so we know that Allah is a Maiser Sheni you take it to Rushalayim and uh, and uh, eat it there. It's it's rebuying shalom's, but there's there's a responsibility to eat inside Jerusalem. Now, if you have Meiser Shani money that was not able to be taken to Jerusalem, so you can't take the holiness from the coins and redeem it onto holiness of worse coins. Okay? So, if I'm outside Yerushalayim and I have money that belongs to my Shani, the same way I can't take better coins and transfer them to worse coins, I can't take coins that are my Shani and put it onto an animal outside Yerushalayim. I could buy an animal inside Yerushalayim, not outside Yerushalayim. Top of today's daf. What happens, Vim Lakach? What if I did? So, Bishagi, if I did it by mistake, Yachsu Domlan Kaim goes back to its place. It makes it on purpose, Talavasiachavamakum. You bring it up in its place. If you intended to bring it as a carbon Lashem Shlum. Intend to bring it as a carbon shlum. Let's say you wanted to remove transfer the Kedusha, the holiness. And you wanted to uh, uh, to remove the holiness. Uh, 
for something that doesn't have holiness. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's not valid. I have a non-tanam, but we learned if you don't remember, but Mezid Kiddish. If you did it on purpose, if a person marries money with my Sushani on purpose, it is a valid marriage, which seems to imply that such a, such a thing, although forbidden, would be valid. Why over here are we saying that it's not valid? Amr of Allah, Rabbi Allah says, Ishi Yadash, Ein Mois, Mois, Sushani, Mishalan, Al Yada. A woman knows that by being married, the Mois, Sushani money does not become chulin to allow her to accept it. And therefore, she'll take it and go up to Yerushalayim and use it properly. Since she's going to use it properly with the right holiness, there's no need to say it's not a valid marriage. What are you concerned about? It's not going to be used properly? Yes, it will. He'll marry her with the Maishashani money and she'll take it to Yerushalayim to eat it. As opposed to the other case, where you did it for the purpose of putting it chulin, removing the holiness, there we don't allow it. Maskev Lerb Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya has a challenging question. If you have a non-kosher animal, servants, or land, a person knows that you can't transfer the Kedusha, you can't remove the holiness of Maestro Shani onto these things. It's not we learned in the Mishnah. You cannot purchase a non-kosher animal. If you do it, you have to put other money in its place and eat it properly. So why in one case do we assume the person's not going to use the Maish Hashini properly? In the other case, we do assume we'll use it properly. Here we're dealing with a woman who's a Isha Chavera. She is, uh, she's learned it. She knows that Allah is different the Yada. She knows that, that uh, in order for it to be a valid marriage, she's going to have to deal with it properly. But maybe it's not true. If you marry a regular woman who's not learned with money of Maish Hashini, it wouldn't be a valid marriage. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us, two lines to the bottom. Im Lakach, if somebody did, in a forbidden way, transfer the holiness from Maish Sheni onto non-kosher animals or the sort, Yechal Kenegdon, you put other money in its place and you take that and you eat it with the holiness of Maish Sheni. Bamai, why? We say the whole thing's not valid, like we did before, and we should say nothing happened. And you take your original funds of my Sershani and use that. Why do I got to get new coins? Nothing happened here. Use my original coins. Amar Shmuel Shul explains, top of Amar Beis, Kishabarach. We're dealing where the, the, um, you can't get the original funds because the guy ran away. The guy ran away. Okay. And then we're going to tell the buyer to take the money and transfer and, and take other money and use that in a way of Maishr Shani. The time of the Barach, the reason why the buyer has to use other money is because the seller ran away. Otherwise we would and say you got to give the money back to the buyer because nothing happened. The Niknesei Lelekeach says the Gemara, but why would we prefer to put the onus on the seller, rather we should put the onus on the buyer. The buyer is the one who bought the Maestro Shani. He should be a greater responsibility than the seller, says the Gemara. No, listen to this fascinating expression. Lav akvaraganav elachuraganav. The mouse is not the thief. You know what the thief is? The hole in the wall. The mouse can't steal if it has nowhere to drag the food to. So too, if you could have somebody who's trying to sell Maestro Shani, 
If there ain't no buyer, nothing's going to happen. So when you purchase something illegally, the greater onus is on the buyer. Thank you very much. But if, it wouldn't, if there's no mouse, the hole doesn't do anything. If, in other words, I can't buy it without the seller. Why are you putting a greater onus on the buyer? Put on the seller. Says you're right. Logic does dictate that it should go on either one. However, we're going to place the penalty, the knas, on whichever stage of the transaction the issue happened. And since when things went south with my Shani, it was in the ownership of the seller, you would initially put the penalty on him. Period. End of that Gemara. We now get to the Mishnah on Amr Base. Here we go. Hamakadish Parla, somebody marries a woman with Arla. Okay, you marry a woman with Arla. The first three years of a growth of a tree is forbidden to benefit from the fruit. You marry her with Arla. Kalia Kerem, shotness of a vineyard, forbidden mixtures of a vineyard. Bishar Haniskal, an ox that's been passed on to be killed. Aglarufa, Pitsubari Mitzaira, birds of Mitzaira. Besar Nazir, the hair of a Nazir, Petachamar, the firstborn of a donkey, Basar Bechalov, Chulun Shishlu Bazara, animals that you now let a shecht in the base Hamikdash. Einamukudashas. In all these cases, you're not married. You know why? The halach in all these cases is it's forbidden to benefit from. Anytime you can't benefit from something, you can't utilize it in marriage. It doesn't have value. Machran, what if you sell them? Now it's a transgression to do that, it's not there. What if I did it? The Kiddush Bitmeim, I marry a woman with the money that I got in their place, the Kudashas, it would be a valid marriage. Okay? You did Navera, but the same level of prohibition doesn't apply to the money. Now the Gemara is going to go through from here to the bottom each case of the Mishnah and explain how we know that it wouldn't be a valid marriage if I use this type of item for marriage. How do we know if you marry a woman with Arla? It's not a valid marriage. Arla, fruits of the first three years cannot be eaten. In the Israchila, says Gemara, okay, so you can't eat it. When I marry a woman with it, I'm not eating it. I'm just benefiting from it. How do I know I can't even benefit from Arla? And you shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't uh, prepare dyes with it. Can't use it to light a candle. Any sort of benefits forbidden. Okay. So that's how I know. No benefit from Arla. Can't marry a woman with it. Forbidden mixtures of a vineyard. Also, you can't marry her. How do I know? Maybe you will be mekadeshit. Okay. Now what does this mean? So this is dealing with forbidden Kedusha. Remember, the root of the word Kedusha means separated. So by forbidden mixtures of a vineyard, it says, you're not allowed to plant these forbidden mixtures, and if you do, pen tikdash. It will become tikdash. Tikdash means separated from you. You're not allowed to use it anymore. Okay? Which means pen tukarish. Lest it be burnt, be'esh, in fire. All right, meaning you can't benefit, got to burn it. 
Ravashi Yomar, Ravashi says, Penya Kodesh, yeah, becomes Kodesh, becomes holy. Ima Kodesh Tevis has dumb of Yaitzil Hulin. After I care in Tevis dumb of Yaitzil Hulin. Ella Michavatok, the Chiskia, you're right. The problem is going to be the, the, the first Pasuk of Penti Kodesh that tells me that it, it, instead of it being burnt, it's forbidden to get a no, it's forbidden to benefit from Kaliakar. So I have two sources. For I have one source for Arla, I can't use. It's forbidden to benefit, and you can't benefit from shotness of a vineyard. All right. Then the Mishnah said, Shara Niska. Shara Niska. You can't use an axe that's been paskined. There's a ruling in, in court that it's going to be killed for killing somebody. The axe should surely be stoned. Any edition of Eli. Why does he got to say you can't eat it? It's already forbidden to benefit. Yeah? I'm sorry, I already know you can't. You, yeah, I already know you can't eat it. Stoned. Why do you got to tell me you can't eat it? If you shecht an axe properly, but this specific axe has already been condemned to die in a court, it's not kosher. I can't even benefit from such an axe. My mashrat, what do you see from there? This guy's been cleaned out from his property. And what does it mean you're cleaned out? You have no benefit from it whatsoever. Okay. So we're learning out from the Yachal Aspasare. You're not allowed to eat from Ashara Niskal. And you're not allowed to get benefit from Ashara Niskal either from an axe that has a ruling on it to be stoned. Says the Gemara. Again, an axe would get stoned if it killed uh, somebody and the owner had been warned, so on and so forth. Once it's condemned, it loses all of its value and it's forbidden to benefit. Maybe once it has a ruling on it, it's still permitted to benefit. Maybe I can't benefit after it's already killed. How do I know I can't benefit even after it's just been ruled upon to be killed? An animal that's condemned to be stoned and stoned already, I get it. You can't benefit. But maybe I should be able to benefit from an ox that hasn't yet been stoned. Says Gemara, Hanimili, that's only true. When the prohibition to eat is learned out from the words, do not eat. So then we have this general rule that um, it's Echad Israchilo, Echad that it applies not only it's forbidden to eat, it's also forbidden to uh, benefit. Not only is it forbidden to eat, it's also forbidden to benefit. However, um, However, but in this case, the prohibition of eating is not coming from lo yeyachil. Isra the prohibition to eat is misokol yisokol nafka. It's learned out from it should surely be stoned, which means you can't eat it, can't benefit, because you got to get it stoned. If you're going to tell me it's coming to prov- to say it's asher bana, it's forbidden to benefit from. It should have said specifically don't benefit. Inami lo yeyachil. Why do I got to say a spesari? 
Afagav the Shachtai Kein Basar Aser. Okay, you see from over here, even though it's already been ruled on to die, but it's not yet dead, already then it's forbidden to, uh, it's forbidden to benefit from. Mask from Marzutra. Marzutra has a challenging question. Where do we say you cannot benefit from an axe that's condemned or um, shechted? That's where a person was davak tzor. A person has a very sharp stone that is fit to be used for shechita. Okay? So you have to make sure the shechit starter checks his knife to ensure there's no nicks inside the knife. So you, you checked it, the mechsi keskila. I would say you shecht it in that way. It's like stoning. So if you shecht with a stone, it should be like stoning because you're killing it with a stone, but not by throwing a stone on it. Over here, you're killing it with a stone by slaughtering it with a stone. But maybe when you shecht it with a knife, it's permitted to eat. It says, but does he use the word knife by the biblical obligation? Don't start making differentiations between the type of sharpness that you use because the Torah doesn't differentiate. The Torah doesn't say, oh, if you use a stone, it has one halacha. It's already stoned, you can't use it. If you use a knife, then you would be able to eat it. <coughs> Excuse me, the Torah doesn't say that. And since the Torah doesn't say it, you can't go ahead and start making those discrepancies. Now that we learned, you can't benefit, you can't eat from the words Now that I know that, why does it say I already know we can't benefit. What does Naki mean? You can't benefit, you're clean from it. But I already know that. So Balasharnaki is a redundant statement. What's it necessary for? Says Gemara Lanos to teach us about <coughs> benefiting from the skins. So I would thought to say All it says is don't eat the meat. The meat is forbidden, but the skins is allowed. That's what I would think. So it comes along the Torah, Balasharnaki, that the owner can't even make use of the hide of the ox. Okay. Says the Gemara. But one second. Bala Sharnaki is telling me I can't use the hide. But according to the opinions, who tells me that the owner of the ox doesn't have to pay half kaifer because the ox is going to be killed. Or is coming to teach us uh, how much value you need to pay that if an ox gores a pregnant woman and kills the child. So the owner is going to lose his ox, but the owner does not have to pay a specific value of the fetus. Now, usually when a man does the damage and causes an abortion, he has to pay a financial penalty. When his ox does it, there's no financial penalty. So according to those who learn out, Abala Sharnaki is teaching us that you don't need to pay to mevlodes. How do you know you can't get enough from the hides? I already use Abala Sharnaki. Again, he, he translates the owner of the ox is clean, Meaning, you don't pay for the fetus. You're clean. But over here we said, I mean, what does it mean clean? You can't, you can't use the hides. Which one is it? 
Says the Gemara, Mayas Basari. What does it mean? It's a Tafel of Basari. It's coming to include the hides. And therefore, Balasharnaki could actually be teaching me the, uh, that you don't pay for the value of the uh, fetus or the half kaifer. What about the other opinion? How did, what, what does he learn? He says, S like Darish. He doesn't Darish in the word S. Like we learned in Abraisa. Shimon Amsuni. They made a drasha of every time he says the word S in the tire. The word S doesn't have a specific meaning. Every time it says S, there's a reason. They made a drasha. They got the word S. They didn't know how to explain it. His student said, Rebbe, if S is not teaching me something, that means every S in the Torah has no purpose. And what are you going to do with all your limudim? All your teachings. You get reward for teaching MS, and you get reward for saying that what I originally thought was MS is not MS. You learn something new. Very important statement. Ad Shabbat Rabbi Akiva, but then Rabbi Akiva came along, the limit, he said, no, 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 the rabbis is coming to include uh, the same way we respect the Kaddish Baruch Hu, we have to respect Torah scholars. Okay, let the two dots, we'll hold it here from today, Bishop, tomorrow uh, evening, we will pick up with the two dots. Let's call Daf tomorrow, I believe Mincham Arms is 610, we'll call Daf for 7 p.m. Mr. Shem, lame for seven o'clock. Dafiyami, have a wonderful, wonderful uh, evening and a good inventor, everybody. We should hear, we should hear Besurus Tavis about Eretz Yisrael.